everyone, welcome to a very special free agency edition of the Jim and the King Airport podcast. I'm Jim, sitting on my box to the left is Denver Dave, sitting on my box to the right is Punk Raider, and we're here to talk about the NFL. What up, boys? Hello. Good evening. We're all self-isolating, being responsible citizens of this world. Um, Punk, finally we've got you on the podcast, man. Thanks well, for joining just, us. You know, I, I, I predicted the whole COVID-19 thing and I've self-isolated for the whole season. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. last time I saw you, you were clean-shaven. That's how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> so much to go through today then, guys. Um, let, I wanted to start with, obviously, our teams because they're the most important. Um, let's start, actually, as Punk hasn't been here for the entire season, you better start with those now Las Vegas Raiders, Punk. Um, and let's start with the big news, of course. You've now got Marcus Mariota has turned up. Um, a deadly duo now of quarterbacks you've got. Uh, a fine backup quarterback, Mr. Mariota. <laughs> is he backup? He's not going to be challenging yeah. them for the starting spot. Well, he probably will, but, you know, let's be honest. Who knows? I mean, Carr could get traded out any point. So, mm. I, you know, I would expect him to be going in as a backup, but you never know with Gruden and Mayock. Who knows what's going to happen in the draft? I think it's a similar position to where Tannehill was uh, last season. Tannehill's very much going in there with an arm and starting spot, um, ended up getting it. And I think it's the exact position that Mariota's going to be in. He's going to go in looking for... um, I think think he he will go in thinking, I've got a chance here of being a starting quarterback again. So, you know, it's, it's, it's... it's definitely going to be a, a competition in camp. You know, Gruden yeah. likes competition anyway. So, well, the irony of that is he was the starter in Tennessee when um, Tannehill went there as backup. So, I mean, exactly. he, so he knows what he needs to do, doesn't he, to win the yeah. job? So, yeah, 100%, 100%. It's a low bar as well. So, good luck to him. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Carr is still is still a, a very very decent. He's a very competent NFL quarterback. Most yeah. teams would be lucky to have him. He won't lose you a game. He's probably not going to win you many games, but he won't lose you any. Any he at wins all. A few. He wins a few. Not on his own. Oh. I think I think I Darren I, Waller. I think Darren Waller won a lot. And your defense last season won a lot as well. I'm not going to go as far as to say that he's he he hasn't won any games at all. But last season, the majority of the games, he wasn't carrying. I'm not saying he's Joe Montana, but, you know, he'll win as many as he loses. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're saying you're, you know, tempering those expectations. I mean, there, Joe Montana's a bit high. He's probably not even Joe Flacco, but... Uh... <laughs> Ooh, you've just released Flacco, haven't you? No, you well, probably we'll signed him. <laughs> nah, we'll go back for Antonio Brown, though, in us. <laughs> Twice better. <laughs> well, you mentioned... <laughs> um, <laughs> You mentioned Darren Waller there, Dave, but it brings on to the other yeah. Titan they've just brought in, and that's old man Jason Witten, who's returning for his 17th that, season. I get it. I think it's a great I don't signing. Get it. I don't get it. Why? 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 What? I think it's a great signing. You're not paying him very much money. You Your better not. He's under five million. Your franchise is incredibly young, and you need to install a. You need to install an identity. I don't need a third tight end that's costing us four million quid and, and you probably don't, older than gonna, me. You know what, what I mean? he's going to do off the field is going to be more important than what he does on the field. He's there but to he's build. He's not going to do anything. It's, it, I can guarantee you he'll be there for training camp, maybe last a 
week one and then it'll be, oh, yeah, I don't really fancy it. I'm going to retire. It's it's yeah. just a complete waste of time. For how, how much does it cost, Punk, for them to install a stair lift at the training facility as well? I mean, you know, I mean, you're down I'm already on the, on the money. Pick up a fourth <laughs> round tight end, fifth round tight end. He's going to give you as much production as Whitten is. I, I get what you're, I get what what you're saying about the leadership side of things. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm, I just don't see it with Whitten. You know, he's, he's a cowboy through and through. He's always yeah. just wanted to play for the Cowboys. I just don't see that he's going to bring that much to the Raiders. Mm, I think, as I say, it'll be more off the field than on the field. We'll I see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it might be. Player. It might be that he's going in as a part-time coach or something. We just yeah. don't know. But Let's do one more big move then for the Raiders. And that was that they made a bold move last Tuesday. They signed former Los Angeles Rams linebacker Corey Littleton. Um, that's on a three-year deal worth up to $36 million. So are you happy with that one, Punk? Nice, nice work if you can get it. Well, yeah. Um, I think it's a good signing three years ago. I'm not so sure about now. But, you know, we are desperate at linebacker. So... Even if he he only plays you know half half the snaps, it's still going to be worthwhile. And and you know linebacker is one area where we are severely lacking. Yeah, I mean that's been the case for a few years though. Um, yeah, which is which. But if you look at the way Mayock and Gruden started drafting last year, you can tell that you know linebackers are going to be pretty pretty high on the agenda this year. Linebackers and wide receivers. So yeah, you know. That's that's the two main areas that we're going to be targeting certainly through the draft, and I'm a you know all right we'll do a bit through free agency as well, but you know we we need to completely overhaul the linebackers. So yeah, having Littleton in there it, it makes sense. You know he he's a bit yeah he's younger than Witten obviously, but he's got experience. He knows what he's doing. He should be able to pick up the scheme quite quickly. Um, just hope he can he can raise his game from the last. What eighteen months or something? Have you still got perfect? That's like a genuine question. Have you? Really yeah, yeah, it? yeah. No, I mean genuinely, if he's reinstated by the league, then yeah. But I mean, I I can certainly see us releasing him. He has been reinstated already. Um, he, I don't. You are, you're probably more up to it than I am. But <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, so, so, so yeah, in theory, then yeah, we've got perfect as well. So there was the other lad. Um, are we at Kowatsky? How do you pronounce it? Fikoski. Him. So you pronounce was, it any way you like. You <laughs> pronounce it Bob. You know? Well, it probably matters to him. Well, maybe, but he's not here. No, and you are, unfortunately. Have, have you come around then, Punk? Have you come around to the idea of it being the Las Vegas Raiders? I, I've, I've, you know, it's the Raiders. It doesn't matter if they're in LA, Oakland. You know, I first started supporting the Raiders when they're in LA. They weren't even in Oakland. So, you know, it's for me it's it's very easy to kind of switch. I just call them the Raiders. The fact that we've got a nice fancy shiny new stadium in Vegas is just a bonus because, you know, it's in Vegas. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. At least we've made your peace with it. So um let's talk about the Broncos then quickly, shall we, Dave? Um, yeah. Obviously, the big news was that Andy Yanovich, your favourite player in the whole world, was exchanged to the Cleveland Browns for a 2017, oh, sorry, a seventh round pick in the uh, 2021 draft. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's my favourite Bronco. Um, it's not too much of a surprise because 
the Pat Shermer offense typically doesn't use um, a fullback. One thing that is a bit of a surprise, though, is normally, I mean, the the 49ers and the Ravens both use a fullback pretty well. And normally when that happens and two teams utilize one position very well, it normally sets a trend and a lot of other teams think, okay, we're going to start using fullbacks as well. That seems not to have happened yet. Um, whether it will or not, I don't know. But a bit of a shame. I mean, as you say, he's my favorite player, but not a complete surprise. I just wish we'd got more for him. Well, yeah, it was just a giveaway. Pretty but nice. there's some bigger moves for you. Obviously, you picked up defensive tackle Jarrell Casey from the Titans for a seventh-round pick. I mean, come yeah. on. That guy's made the I mean, Pro Bowl in each of the last five seasons. He's had 51 yeah. sacks in his nine years with the Titans. That's got to be a, a steal, surely. It is. And on our interior defensive line, we have right now nothing. Like, literally nothing. Everyone's contract's up. So, um I think Shelby Harris is, is pretty much guaranteed he's not going to be signed. I mean, the last ever thing he did was the interception against the Raiders. So, uh, I mean, that, that'll go around in history. It was brilliant. <laughs> it, Derek Walsh is still not sure whether or not he's re-signing. Um, we've put a second-round tender on... Uh, I can't remember who it was, someone else. Um, but, yeah, so it, it, we need our help on the interior defensive line without any shadow of a doubt. So there's absolutely no doubt that we will be drafting a defensive tackle at some point. And you've lost Joe Flacco, as uh, Punk mentioned earlier. You've waived him uh, with a physical, um, unable to perform designation. And yeah. it comes just after you've reached a two-year agreement with uh, ex-Detroit Lions quarterback JT, JDTD, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. Traded the fourth round pick to get Flacco back in 2019. He hasn't posted a QBR over 90 since 2014 when he won the Super Bowl. But, so is that an upgrade at backup quarterback for you? Uh, I mean, Flacco was never really going to be there anyway. So it's depending on what we're really looking at is Bradley Allen versus Jeff Driscoll. And I think Driscoll gives us more off the field. I mean, we've said in this podcast previously that Driscoll did okay when he came into the Lions last year. I don't think he did too bad. Um Let's hope we don't need him. That's the only thing I can say. Let's hope he never takes the field against for the Broncos. I really hope that. Um, but he'll do as much off the field as he will on it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and also, you've uh, you finally lost Chris Harris, I think, isn't it? We have. The uh, son of a bitch has gone to the Chargers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that is what it is. I think the other big signing for us is uh, Graham Glasgow on the offensive line. We've picked him up on a four-year deal. Um, I think we, on, in terms of guards, we've got the two guards. One, obviously, Dalton Reisner, who we picked up in the second round last year. Um, Glasgow this year. And if we can keep uh, Juwan James fit on the offensive line, on the right, from the right tackle, it makes us much, much stronger. Conor McGovern's gone at centre, so we still need to pick up a centre as well, which is a bit concerning that we haven't done that in free agency yet. But um, offensive line has been an issue of us for quite a while. Um, it looks as though we're finally starting to address it with bigger names. Fair enough. Excellent. Okay, let's have a look at the uh, the Steelers then. So uh, we picked up yeah, some winning guard. What? Look at the Steelers. Yeah. Oh, no one cares about the Steelers. <laughs> Steelers are old news. Says the Raiders fan. That's coming from a Raiders fan. Yeah. Huh? Pipe down, Greg. That's coming from a Raiders fan. 
We've got a nice new stadium and a nice new city. We've got loads going on. You've got Derek Carmack and Mariota for quarterbacks. You've got a stadium that looks like a Rumba Hoover. That's what you've got. <laughs> Wait till you get on the inside, mate. <laughs> I will yeah, never go crash. there. <laughs> I want to talk about Stefan Wisniewski. Okay, he just signed as a guard from the Chiefs on a two-year deal. Uh, he won the Super Bowl in 2017 as well with the Eagles. And was second round pick for the Raiders in 2011. So he's been around the, some of our podcast teams. I'm quite happy about that because we, uh, we saw Ramon Foster announce his retirement uh, earlier on in the week. The guy played 11 seasons for the Steelers, played 160 games, 145 starts. Um, yeah, he was a starting right guard in the uh, Super Bowl 35. Uh, oh, yeah, that's another four million off the salary cap. We've done a lot of restructuring because, as Dave will tell you, we were right on the line. Um, of having no money at all. They've restructured uh, Ben's contract, Vance McDonald. Um, they've released people like Chicolo, uh, Javon Hargrave's gone um, to the Eagles on a 39 million contract for a three-year deal. Um, that includes 26 million in guaranteed money. So we've lost our nose tackle. Um, but yeah, we've managed to get quite a lot of money off the books because we franchise tagged uh, Bud Dupree. That was what I was going to mention to you because you you mentioned previously that you were happy for Bud Dupree to go. I wasn't happy, but um, of all the positions, it's one that you could probably you know replace relatively easily. I think nose tackle is harder to replace because there's just not that many people out there to play the position. At least no, as effectively as Jerome Hargrave did. I'm annoyed that the Eagles have got him to be honest because I like Javon Hargrave a lot. He's underrated as a nose tackle. Yeah. And I've got hope that Bud Dupree plays as well as he did last year, next year, because it's been a progression for him. It's taken him well five years to get to where he should be when we drafted him in the first round uh, five years ago. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's, traditionally the Steelers have always had good pass rush and that's somewhat gone missing in previous years. So you'd expect it to continue. Well, our defence is pretty much set now. So I think we'll hopefully address those tackle at some point in the draft, maybe fifth or sixth round. Um, you say the offence is pretty much set, but you defense, mean you're expecting defense. To pick up a... oh, right. Um, in terms of offence, I was very surprised you haven't picked up a tackle quarterback yet. Well, well yeah. Huge downfall. Yeah, well, I, I don't rate Mason Rudolph, as you know, and uh, Doc Hodges only slightly more. Um, so I guess that we're going in the draft. Mm, nah, you're just hoping Ben doesn't get injured. Well, that as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Again, pick up a good backup backup quarterback and hope you never see him. That's the main thing. Um, obviously, you've got Cam still out there. Um, <laughs> Cam's still out there. It's What's up? No, I'm, saying, I'm assuming <laughs> that's not going to happen. But what about Trubisky? I know I'm sure Trubisky. Oh, before. get out. Get out. <laughs> Dave, you're just that, fishing. That would now. be amazing. No. Portals is still available. I would take any quarterback in this year's draft over Mitch Trubisky. So, any quarterback. As I said, Blake Bortles is still available. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. See, I wasn't thinking about that. But, uh, AFD Championship game? Got to that? I mean, you got destroyed, but you got there. Yes, yeah. thank you very much, Dave. All right, so let's move on. Uh, yeah, so we've got the Chris Harrison going to the Chargers. Um, and then for the Eagles, the Eagles have picked up Darius Slay on a three-year, $50 million extension that includes $30 million guaranteed. 
Uh, the Lions get a third and the fifth round pick in the upcoming draft as a uh, compensation for it. So it's a big move. Darius Slay's been uh, itching to leave Detroit for uh, a while now and uh, finally got his move over to, to Philadelphia, who desperately needs some cornerback help. Well, well they, they picked up a couple of safeties as well, didn't they? And yeah, Jalen Brown and Jalen Mills as well. So you, you can definitely tell that they're kind of rebuilding that defensive secondary. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit surprised they haven't picked up any receiver help, though. Um, that was a bit of a shock. Because at the end, because last, when it came to last season, they didn't really have a huge amount left. Well, I think, I think the problem was everyone got injured at the same time, yeah. didn't they? So, Jeffrey and Jackson and they both you know, they missed at least half the season. And they were just playing with nobodies and people off the street by the end of the season because they were just getting decimated every week. I'm pretty sure they've got rid of uh, Nelson Aguilar that time. Um, again, that, that does put them one down. There's no doubt they'll be drafting a wide receiver at some point. There's absolutely no doubt they'll draft a wide uh, Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm, sure, I'm sure probably a linebacker as well. They probably want some help on the O-line as well. With Peter's now 497 years old and... Well, I'm pretty um, sure he's retired now, Punk. I think it, uh, I say, he, actually, he actually has retired now. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. Is he genuinely retired? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go then. Big hole to fill. Yeah. yeah. It's about a £400 hole by the looks of it. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about filling big holes, but I'm not going to. Don't do it, Dave. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about the other, um, other teams that have been actually moving players around, okay? Yeah, no worries. Cool. Yep. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the free agency self-isolation edition uh, with myself, Jim, Denver Dave, and Punk Raider. Uh, in the first part, we talked about the uh, teams nearest and dearest to our hearts and the Eagles. Um, the next part, we're going to go through the big moves that have happened in free agency over the last week. Uh, we're going to start in the NFC with the Arizona Cardinals, who pulled off the steal of the, of the uh, free agency period by taking DeAndre Hopkins from the Houston Texans, um, let's just have this right. They gave so Arizona gave up David Johnson and a second round pick for a 2021, sorry, and a 2021 fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round selection this year. Yeah. Um, and right. if you suggested that trade to me in fantasy, I would have told you where to go. Yeah, I tweeted that the other day. If, if I mean, if someone did, if that was, then you'd be talking about collusion right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's nowhere on this planet you're swapping DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson yeah. and then just swapping fourth-round picks. The thing is, it's <laughs> not even... Because a lot of the time when you look at this, you think, OK, this is because of cap space. It's because one player's got a huge amount of cap space to play with the less value he's got virtually no cap space. So you'd expect DeAndre Hopkins to have 15, 20 million maybe and David Johnson to have prop and safety. But David Johnson's is like 10 million. It's not a small amount. It's a decent amount he's got. Uh, he, he got that good contract, didn't he, after he had those two years where he was like the leading yeah. rusher. And he got paid for it. And I know that DeAndre Hopkins wants a new contract. I get that. That's fine. But there has to be some residual value in the fact that you're going to be, you're, that you're trading away the, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Oh, he's top five, without a doubt. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, probably top three. It is, it's insane. I mean, Twitter exploded when this happened, and I could not stop laughing. Kareem Jackson, Kareem Jackson, who used to be a cornerback now, so used to be a cornerback for the Texans. I think he tweeted something like, Texans have lost your mind. It was insane. It was so funny. I just, yeah. <laughs> Pure entertainment. It was amazing. Bill There's no point talking about contracts, though, Dave. It's not about money. It, it was never about money. But what, that's the thing. What is it about? I don't understand what it's about. I just don't. Well, I was listening to um, Brett Coleman, who is a Texans fan, and his take on it is that um, John Joe Hopkins is quite um, an outspoken member of the team, a bit of an alpha in the dressing room. Um, Bill O'Brien models his entire life after his um, old head coach, Bill Belichick. And so he wants to be the only person in the room. He's already the GM and the head coach. And any sort of dissension, he wants to kind of Alex Ferguson out of the building. So that's fine. That's probably what happened here is that it was his way on the highway fine. and he just wanted to get rid of him and picked you up the can phone. Get and... someone who's a pain in the arse. There's not a problem with that, but you still have to get some kind of value for them. Oh, you there's no justification for what they got for him. Absolutely. I mean, the Cardinals pulled their pants down over that one. I, I can't believe yeah. that if he just I mean, phoned around the league and shot was... DeAndre Hopkins that people wouldn't have given up first-round picks for him. So, If they'd have got, yeah. got two seconds... You kind of go in, okay. I mean, it's it's low, but okay. Nah. Look at look at look at what look at what um, Amari Cooper went for. One first. One first, a second, and a fourth. So you know, yeah, there's no one on this planet, DeAndre Hopkins. If you shop him around, is not getting you a first round pick. Mm. But well, first of all, they did shop him around. They said. Um, secondly. Yes, it was a first, a second, a fourth, or whatever it was. But picks came back from um, from the Cowboys, so it, it worked out that it was basically a first and a bit more. But I agree, a hundred percent, that he should have gone for a lot, lot more than that. Um, but part of it is also that Amari Cooper wasn't earning a huge amount, so they got away in that first year with reduced earnings. Um, I I can't really get my head around why why they've opted to trade him in the first place. I know, yes, he's a diva, but do you know what? So what? That's fine. Allow it. He catches everything. All uh, wide receivers are divas. It's just the extent of their deviosity that, you know... When you were him, I mean, he's not Antonio Brown level. You know, he, he, he seems... <laughs> he's not even Odell Beckham level, let no. alone Antonio no. level. No, in terms of being a pain in the arse, he's probably on par with Des Bryant. You know what I mean? A bit of a, he's not Diggs, for example, and that's the biggest kick. A day, little less than a day later, Stefan Diggs went for a mortgage. He went for what was it, seven picks or something stupid like that? It was insane how much Diggs went for. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Diggs went for a 2027th round pick in exchange for a 2021st round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, and he's, he's insufferable. Pain. Yeah. Oh, he's a pain in the arse. He's an utter pain in the arse. Imagine him when he's cold. Like, yeah, really cold. Exactly. As far as I know, I don't ever remember seeing DeAndre Hopkins doing um, a piece in the Dallas Gazette or whatever it would have been, having a massive moan about his quarterback or his coach or anything like that. No, and he's, 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 not, he's not all over Twitter 24-7 like Dix yeah. is. 
you know, you, you don't really hear too much about DeAndre Hopkins. You know, you hear bits and pieces, but it's not a constant stream of, you know, diva actions and throwing his toys out of the pram. So, you know, it's it really is a head scratcher. The thing is, if you're now, if you're looking at the Arizona um, wide receiving core, I mean, it doesn't really get much better in the league. Um, with Fitz signing new deal, they've got Hopkins. I think they still got Kirk. Yeah, um, and Isabella as well. He didn't really I feature like last year. Speedy little receiver. He used to be track and field as well, so he'd be a good deep threat. So imagine a deep threat. One side you got Hopkins, the other side you got Isabella. It's insane. So they they they've become much more dangerous overnight. Yeah. Assuming their quarterback doesn't regress in year two. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. charming now. I mean, come on, have some faith in well, him. No, yeah, it, it, good first season. it happens a lot, you know. If someone comes out and has happen. a good first season, then you know, quite often they won't improve or they'll they'll regress slightly in year two. You know, there's there's plenty of plenty of quarterbacks that have done that over the years. It's true. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks who I hope that doesn't happen. So Drew Locke being one of them. But if you look at their actual draft picks, they've got there's more than enough capital there for them to be available to go and pick up someone on yeah. the offensive line, which is going to be a big, big part for them. Um, yeah. In terms of salary, they've still got 20 million left in salary as well. You need to save about 11 million for draft capital. Um, so they've probably still got eight or nine million. So they can go and pick up a decent guard, for example. Mm. I mean, the Cardinals now are pretty set. They just need to work on both lines, O-line and D-line. Um, I know they picked up... I know they picked up um, Jordan Phillips, Devondre Campbell, didn't they, from their linebacker slots, yeah. and Devon Kennard as well. But you know, yeah, exactly. But 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 they really could do with some some O line help so that Murray's not getting killed, and then also yeah. you know edge rusher and and general D line. So yeah, well, they're, picking, be... they're picking eighth in the first round. I put money on it. That's an offensive lineup. Yeah, that was a left tackle or something. There are three yeah, really top tier ones as well coming out, aren't there? So yeah, then they've got one third, two fourth, a sixth, and a seventh. They're in good shape. There you go. They're in good shape. They are. Um, in good tough shape. division, but and if if people above them, I know we're talking a little bit draft here, but if those above them start trading in and out, and there's three or four linemen who they're interested in, they'll trade down if there's still three or four on the board. Trade down, get more draft capital, pick up a lineman, and then someone else as well. Because in the linebacking core and the secondary, they probably need a little bit of help. Mm. But they're in a great position, really, really great position. Let's move on then to uh, one of the other massive bits of news, and that was the old man Tom Brady um, has finally left the New England Patriots. Uh, it was a two-horse race apparently between the Bucks and the Chargers, but the Bucks won out, and they've offered him a two-year contract worth a fully guaranteed fifty million dollars with an additional $9 million in incentives. And the Bucks can't even franchise tag him after the two-year period. Spoiler alert, yeah. they won't need to. He won't last two years at the Bucks. Exactly. Uh, what do we there's, think? There's no way on this planet. He's there for two years. The, uh, the dynasty, though, in New England is finally broken up. What happens next? What, with the evil empire or... Both of them. Let's, let's go with New England first. What happens in New England? Well, uh, New England will go out and find a quarterback from somewhere. Yeah. Just to hold the fort. Um, 
and uh, someone average. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, mm. Andy Dalton, someone yeah. like that. I don't think um, they'll pay Dalton. Dalton's going to want about 13 or 40 million. I don't think they'll pay that. Um, I think it'll be, still, it will still be there. And I think he's he's got something about him that reminds you of what they, what they typically what they keep. Um, just someone will toe the line and be happy. Someone like Brian Hoy, for example, um, who they've had as a backup. I don't see Stidham being a starter. I think they'll bring someone in, but I don't see it being a stud. There's a lot of people saying that they will be uh, bringing in that Cam again. Not not going to happen. No, I can't see that. Too, too much of a runner as well. Um, I don't see it being bottles. It, it just feels like they're going to make a trade or they'll they'll draft someone. They have. To, they're in rebuild mode. They have to be in rebuild mode. There's no way. I don't think they are in rebuild mode. In when you when you play for the Patriots, one of the most expendable positions, really, is probably quarterback because a lot of it is already decided for you. If you give someone a basic game, it's okay. You've got three progressions to make each play. Do X, Y, and Z, and you'll be fine. They'll do it. I mean, they've had an offense where it doesn't the ball doesn't travel more than eight yards anyway. So I don't think it's too much of an issue to bring in a quarterback and say throw to your tight end who's five yards away or throw to Edelman who's running the slam. I mean, easy. I just the old man nephew would have been. Yeah, the old man nephew would be to bring in Jameis. <laughs> if, if Belichick wants to get somewhere without Brady, I can't see that. I can't see that. I can see Jameis staying at the Bucks and just going, yeah, all right, I'll take a year off. And, well, they can't you know, pay him, but they can't afford both. If Winston's quite happy to just pick up his check and sit on the bench for one year, because that's all Brady's going to be there for, because all of a sudden, halfway through week one, they're going to realise he can't throw it 40 yards down the field to Mike Evans. And so they're going to have to throw their entire game plan out the window. So, you know, James Winston's a free agent, isn't he? Mm. I don't. I don't think because last year was the last. Uh, it was the last year of his deal last year. I, I think he's a free agent. I, I thought they picked. I thought they picked picked him up on a on a one year extension. I don't think they have because um, they franchise tag Shaq Barrett, so it definitely wasn't there. Mm. If you use a franchise tag, you can't use a transition tag, so we know it wasn't there. I think he's. I think he's a free agent. In all honesty, I really do. I don't think they're going to have to trade for him. I think it'd be a shame if someone doesn't pick him up, though, because he's oh, yeah. he's thrown thirty yeah. touchdowns last season. Yes, but then there's one of the signs of that. Yeah, yeah, Chargers um, would be a good place for him, I think. Yeah, I think the the Chargers missing out on Brady's hurt them. Um, it's come out very recently that they made a formal offer to him and actually offered a contract. Um, the one man I think would be if there's one person I think would really benefit the uh the patriots i think it's Derek carr as we've mentioned someone who can come in and just protect the ball and run a scheme i think it's the perfect perfect quarterback maybe. for the patriots maybe they're not having him though so <laughs> no I, I agree and if they do not without paying the king's ransom it's, it's that thing where the most successful it happens in every sport if ferrari come to you in formula one and say we want your driver you get a massive compensation if yeah, you get exactly. in if, if man united barcelona or real madrid come to you 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 double the price and it's exactly yeah, the same oh you want it we don't want a second we want three first that's what we yeah. want so, so, uh, 
I think it will be interesting to see what happens. But if they drop Cargs, I think he's on the last year of his deal. It wouldn't surprise me if they trade something mid-season for him and maybe give you a defensive linebacker or something like that. We'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, there's still plenty of quarterbacks out there at the minute. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I I think they'll exhaust all their opportunities before looking to trade for somebody. So, it'll be interesting, certainly, with the Patriots. Um, like I said, I personally think they're going to struggle next year. Um, I know you guys are saying system and all the rest of it, but, yeah, you you, you have you've had the same, same quarterback for basically 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's... they're going to be double digit. I think it. I think they're good enough to, without any shadow of doubt, they're good enough to win enough games to be in contention for a wild card spot. I don't think for one second they'll win their division anymore. I think we've just... got the expanded uh, expanded playoffs next it's, season, or yeah. is that the season after? That's so in the next season. season, that might be the only way they get in is if they're that number eight seed or seven seed, whatever it is now. Yeah. No, I agree. But... I agree. I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I don't because a team in, in transition in the NFL normally you're you're happy if you scrape six or seven wins. I think they're they're better than that. They're, they've got more in them than that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it depends but what they, they draft as well. Well, they, well, they draft typically. They draft badly. Exactly. So you know, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I Ooh, mean, we've got breaking news. Got breaking which the Steelers signed Eric Ebron to a two-year, twelve million dollar deal. Who right? did? The Steelers. Steelers have signed Eric Ebron that yeah. can't catch a ball. Hey, <laughs> Ebron's all right. Our He's tight end right. issues are over. Eric really? You're saying Eric Ebron's the answer to your tight end issues? All my problems are over. The start of your tight end issues. To be <laughs> honest, I to be honest, you've Jason Witten, mate. Put that. No, he's gone. No, he hasn't. There he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to another team then. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Another terrible. <laughs> they've Chicago traded... Bears. Yeah, they've traded for Nick Foles from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, a fourth round pick for him as well, and picking up the uh, the contract. So, fairly. Now you know what? I don't. I don't hate that. Fancy I don't think that's bad. The one. <laughs> The oh. one thing that made me set up and take notice of the Bears was um, signing Jimmy Graham to a two-year, $16 million deal. Well, that was Jimmy great. Graham hasn't done anything in about five years. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's $9 million guaranteed as well on that contract. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, they, they've, they've done a few bits of business which are either really good or terrible. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah, the there's, there's no middle ground, is there? You know, no. Robert Quinn as well. He's That's another a five one. Five-year, seventy million dollar deal, apparently. I mean, I mean, he's a good player, but is he that? The, the money makes no. it not good, right? No, I mean, the, the, best the money bit, makes the best it questionable business, at best. The best bit of business that they've done is re-signing Danny Trevathan. That's the best bit of business they've done. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Easily. I mean, it was three years, what, 20, 22, 23 million for three years? I mean, that is, that's really, really, well, he must love live, he must love that city. He really must, because he can get a lot of money elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, but that, that Foles move is a little bit weird. I mean, it's only one year since the Jags paid all that money for him to come over. And what's probably even more surprising is that they're thinking about sticking with Minshew as their starter. 
who, although he had a good start, he played about, what was it, five really good games, and then he had six or seven really bad games after that. So um, I'm surprised they, there's, there's players out like Cam that maybe would be a good fit down there. No, I, they, they won't stick with Minchin. No, I can't they they, They're going to pick somebody up, whether it's free agent or draft, they'll pick somebody. James Winston. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. That's my that's my two pennies worth. I think they'll go James I know a Jags fan and I was talking to her, talking to him last night and he really wants um Winston said because it's boom or bust, why not? It's fun to watch him. Jags aren't gonna do anything next season, so why not have a bit of fun? Sign him. Why not? <laughs> Seriously, why not? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't disagree. If you're going to suck, you might as well be interesting when you suck. Oh, yeah, you know? suck spectacularly. That's what you want to do. Yeah. They're still eating about $16.5 million worth of, um, $16.5 million worth of uh, Foles' money, though. The problem mm. is they're having to clear a lot of space. Now, from a cap perspective, I still don't think they're in the right position to be able to go out and sign for that. So they're going to have to continue to remove that level of, uh, well, remove that cap space because of all the players that they've got rid of, so they got rid of Boyer, they got rid of um, Campbell, um, they got rid of Fools, they still have enough money to make one half decent free agent signing and then all of their draft space because, I mean, there were three million over next year's cap space. So they still don't have enough to be able to go out and sign um, a, a decent a decent quarterback because there just isn't the space there so they're having to continue um, trading players out it, it's not a great position to be in um, but as soon as they have that cap space I have no doubt they'll sign cap no doubt whatsoever yeah. not let's cap. talk about another team that aren't going anywhere the uh, Dallas Cowboys they've uh, agreed a five year hundred million dollar deal for Amari Cooper that includes 60 million guaranteed money apparently the uh, Redskins offered more but uh, he decided to stay in uh, in Dallas, and they've also picked. Well, it's a bit warmer in Dallas. On a one-year, four million dollar deal, Dix was the Bears last year after being drafted by the Packers. So, yeah. but this is the team that's got it asked backwards always. You know, they they splash out on Ezekiel Elliott, who's a running back, when they haven't sorted Dak out, and they've had to now give Amari a hundred million dollar deal. So, I don't know where all this money is going to come from, but they should have sorted out Dak rather than Zeke. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they franchise tagged him, so they've got a year's grace. But you know, it's it's not ideal when, like you say, you you throw money at your running back and your wide receiver, and you haven't actually got your quarterback tied down to anything. But I think the Cowboys they've pretty much signed one player in every single position, haven't they? Because you know, you look at the list, and you've got you know Anthony Brown, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Amari Cooper, Kai Forbath. Blake Jarwin, Sean Lee's re-signed, Joe Looney, Gerald McCoy, Darian Thompson. You know, they're, they're, they're just going out and throwing money around. But they're yes, not giving it to the their quarterback. The issue is the players that they've lost. Um, yeah. They haven't really replaced them with any value. Um, yeah. for, for me, they've lost too much defensively and not replaced it. They, next season, they are going to be a team that are going to win by going toe-to-toe and outscoring you. And I don't think Dak is good enough to do that. I think the Cowboys are exactly the same next year as they were this year. They'll win a few, they'll lose a few. You know, they'll, they'll lose to some teams that they should beat and they'll beat some teams they should lose to. 
Um, um, there's that's a lot of people anymore to, to throw those excuses on, though, are there? So they might win uh, a couple more. I mean, oh, Jerry, Jerry's always got the excuses lined up, you know. And, you know, the, you've got a first-year head coach in there in McCarthy. So, you know, it's going to be a case of, yeah, we're, we're just, you know, turning over the playing roster until we get the players that the coach wants. There's your built-in excuse straight away. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, the problem is there's, they, they're losing talent and not replacing them. No, um, absolutely. They're, they're doing it backwards. The secondary now looks a bit... I mean, in recent years, Dallas's strength has always been the lines, defensive and offensive, always been good. The secondary and the fact that they can put points on the board. They've lost the secondary. The line's getting older and older and not being replaced. And defensively, the pressure now is coming from the linebackers. Sean Lee's no longer... I mean, he's been pretty much replaced by Van Der Esch now. I mean, he's there as a goodwill gesture. It's yeah. just a bit of a reach-around from Jerry. I don't see them being as strong next season as they've been. I mean, if I'm an Eagles fan, I am delighted. And if it had been anyone other than the Redskins or anyone not in their division that was offering um, Cooper uh, a decent contract, I think they probably would have let them go. Um, the fact that they didn't and the fact that they offered him such a big deal was because he was going to be staying in the same division. Um, in terms of receiving call, I think they're very, very good. I really like their receiving call. I just don't necessarily think that Dak is worth it. And I think for them, there was a lot of speculation going on for a long time about what they were going to do with Dak. I think they offered him what they were going to be paying him altogether. I think it's what, 29, 31 million or something like that. They basically offered him what the franchise tag is worth. He said no. And they've gone fine. Well, that's what you're going to get. So there was a lot of speculation. What are they going to do with Dak? Are they going to offer him new deals? I think for them, it was perfectly straightforward. This is what we've offered you. This is what we think you're worth. That's it. And that's what they've offered him. And, and that just chips them in the foot even more because it means next year they're, they're looking for a quarterback. Unless they tag him again. I mean, it happened no. to Kirk Cousins in, um, in Washington. Yeah, no, it did. It, it, you know, it can happen. But, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Unless they get a deal done, I'd say, this year. I'd be surprised if Dak was still there next year. Does it, does it happen, though, where you t franchise tag someone and then you sign a new deal? Because typically, if you franchise tag someone, it, you stay on that tag for pretty much the entire year, right? Yeah, but that's because usually uh, teams don't like to negotiate contracts during the season because, you know, distraction, etc., etc. So you, you're perfectly within your rights to, to, you know, do a new deal um, yeah. at any point you like. And at that point, the Tag gets replaced with the five-year contract or whatever. Mm. Let's move on. Let's go on to uh, the Saints. Uh, first, they've re-signed old man Drew Brees to a two-year, roughly fifty million dollar deal, I believe, that happened on Tuesday. So there was some speculation. Obviously, he's forty-one. Um, whether he'd keep going, he has decided to keep going, and the Saints are willing to uh, to ride him into the sunset. Uh, they let Teddy Bridgewater go. Um, to the Panthers on a three-year contract, sixty million. I think he got from them. Um, but yeah, they're all in now on Drew Brees with uh, Taysom Hill as the backup quarterback for the time being. And uh, they've also picked up Malcolm Jenkins, so he's finally left. I mean, that's exciting. Um, they didn't exercise his option for the twenty twenty season, so uh, he had one season left, I think, on his uh, thirty-five million contract in Philadelphia. Jenkins, who's thirty-two, he's earned. All three of his uh, career pro bowl selections. 
got two-time Super Bowl champion and was selected back by the Saints in uh, the 2009 draft. I think it was 14th overall. So he's back home. A pretty good move, I guess, for the, the Saints. They had a bit of a shaky sa- uh, safety group. Well, to be fair, to be fair, it's a pretty good move for Malcolm Jenkins as well. Four years at 32 and 32 million contract with 16 guaranteed mm. is, you know, that's good money at that age. Yeah. <laughs> He's laughing. I mean, the 16 is guaranteed, but most of it is front loaded. So if they need to, they can get out of it next year without it costing them too much. Well, I, um, I mean, you know, he's 32 and a safety. The, the odds yeah. are he's not playing more than two years of that contract. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You know? And the Saints are going to have to go and, and pick up a, a quarterback at some point in the draft because there's no way on this planet I can see him going into the season with just Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. Um, they, I mean, they can pick up a... I don't, I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. Um, I think do, not, do you not think now's the time to draft Drew Brees' replacement? The time was two I, years ago. Do you do you think that they? First of all, that I don't think they have the draft capital, and secondly, I don't. I think that they they think they've got his replacement, Taysom Hill. I genuinely think that they like him. I don't. Oh, I, no, I'm, I'm not, not drinking that Kool Aid yet. No, 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 no. they've got the first round tender on him though. First round, no one's paying that. First round tender on him. No, no one's going to pick him up, but, you know, not not as a quarterback anyway. You might pick him up as a wide receiver or a running back. Tight end. Tight end. Punt return. Really fun to watch. Very fun to watch. I'll give him that. But, yeah, it's just just a bit of a weird one. I don't see them drafting anyone. I mean, they've only got six picks in this draft. They've got no second round or one in all the others. In that case, they, they're they going to have to go out into free agency and pick themselves up another quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think so, really you, know, you could end up with a Blake Balls there or something. Yeah, it will be a Balls. It will be a Bradley Allen. It will be... Who's the lad you had? Um, Glennon. It'll be someone like yeah, Mike, Mike Glennon. Someone like that. It won't, it won't be anyone else. No. Mostly because they don't have the, trap, the, the um, cap space for it either. But good news is they got rid of Eli Apple. I mean, I wouldn't want him in my team. Christ, could you imagine that? Uh, yeah, of course you would. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to another team. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons, who have just picked up Todd Gurley on a one-year deal. So he's returned back to Georgia, where he played at college. Um, I mean, Todd Gurley exceeded 1,000 yards three times in his five-year career. He also had over 500 yards receiving twice in his career. Um he was due to receive 10.5 million, I think, today from the from the Rams if he had yeah. on. So, not surprised there. But it's only two years after they signed him to a 60 million dollar extension. Um, so, well done, Les Need, on overpaying for a running back. I don't think it's well done for overpaying on a running back. I think it's just unlucky that Gurley suffered the injuries that he has, and that he's not just not come back. He's just not been fit since you know the middle of. Uh, the season prior to last so you know you have to get out of that contract as quickly as you can and this is the first opportunity they've had to do that yeah but they haven't got out of it because they're still paying him a huge amount they're still a huge amount of that contract I think the big benefit to the Falcons is that this is really low risk Um, Freeman 
Yeah, he's one year. Um, I don't. I can't remember exactly how much they're paying him. Their big. I think their big. Uh, the benefit is going to be that they've got a lot of year two linemen, which is really going to help as well. I think it's a good move um, for. Uh, I think it's a good move for. Well, everyone. It's a good move for everyone, including the Rams. I, I don't see there being a downside to this at all. No, I don't. The only problem is going to be I don't know who the backup running back is in uh, Atlanta, but there's a fairly good chance he's going to have a heavy workload. <laughs> they finally moved on to Devonta Freeman as well, haven't they? So he's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, that was a big contract come to an end as well. They were, I think they were more than happy to eat a little bit of that contract just to get out of it. And the other move that the Falcons made really was picking up Hayden Hurst from the Ravens at tight end. Yes. Um, yeah. But I think they got fleeced a little bit on that. They had to give up a, a second and a fifth round for well, he Hayden was a first round pick, what, two years ago? So he's still on his rookie deal. He's not earning very much whatsoever. Um, they're only going to probably get one year. Um, you're only really going to get one year on his rookie deal. They're going to have to re-sign him. But as that dual threat that he had um, on the other side with Mark Andrews, I think it's a great signing. Obviously, they've lost Austin Hooper, so they had to replace that big um, receiver block as well. So for me, it makes sense. It's almost like for like. I think Hayden Hurst is better than Austin Hooper, though. Yeah, but Hooper's gone, hasn't he? So there's a, a move up yeah, slightly there, there, but... Yeah. And they've, they've still got a second rounder. They've got a first, second, third, and two fourths, and then a seventh. So they've still got a second rounder. So they haven't completely given it up. I've got more breaking Steelers uh, news here. So they've actually Have done you... a trade with the Ravens. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, keep your enemies close. Apparently, they're picking up defensive lineman Chris Wormley, and they're giving up uh, a 2021 fifth and seventh round pick. So okay. that makes sense as we've moved on Javon Hargrave that we're putting Chris Wormley in there instead. And just giving up two lower round picks uh, next year, so yeah, I'm not sense. overly mad about that. Um, sorry, but we'll move back to that was kind of Ravens-ish first, so uh, it all fits in. Uh, let's talk about Rams quickly then. So they've released Clay Matthews after one year um, of playing from the Packers. I guess they're moving yeah. everyone now, aren't they? Their, their window, are we saying they're officially closed now as a window for Super Bowl? Um, no. No, I think they're still in with half a chance. Um, I think they're one of those teams, if they go into the playoffs on a little bit of form and carry it on with a little bit of luck, maybe. I don't think they're one of the favourites, though, but they've still got good, good players in there. Um, well, just, how, they, how do they make the playoffs? How? How do they make it in that division? How do they get out of that division? They could be one of the main beneficiaries of the extra team getting through. Because last year, um, it was between the Steelers and the Rams as to who would have got that extra spot. I know it would have been the Steelers in the end, but the Rams would have been the other team on the other side. Um, so there's a fairly good chance. So the AFC team would have been the Steelers, NFC team would have been the Rams. They would have been the two extra teams either side. So that's how they would have gone out. And last season, they lost. They lost games they shouldn't have lost. So but they did lose them, and they're a weakened side now. I mean, um, yeah, but it's, but it's not always necessarily about you know the strength of the side, is it? It's you know as much about the coaching. And like Dave was saying, once you're in the playoffs, yeah, you know, anything can happen. 
Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, it, normally, it's, it normally doesn't. I mean, there's that, what is it, 12.5% of teams who make the playoffs. Um, 12.5% of teams who make the playoffs by the wild card get to the Super Bowl. I suspect for the extra team, that percentage is going to be even lower. So the chances of them making the Super Bowl are pretty low, and it doesn't help them that they're in a much, much uh, tougher division than they've been oh, in recent years. Yeah, they are in a tough division, but, you know, they they've still got a decent core of players. Yeah, you know? It's there's they they haven't suddenly become the Jags. <laughs> no, I agree. But that team's only going to get worse and worse because Cooper Cup in this year is earning one point two million or something. He's going to need a new contract. I mean, we ran on this, we ran through this already a number of times. They are their team is only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, so every year it'd be their chance of. Um, reaching the playoffs and reaching the Super Bowl gets diluted. I mean, it, and but their offensive line last year was a big, big issue. And this year, they're going to be a lot better on the offensive line. They can't be worse. They really can't. But I don't know who their backup running back is. Because obviously, it was CJ Anderson. He, he he wasn't there last year. I can't remember his name. He played last season, didn't he? Five or six games. And he was he was all right, actually. He looked... He looked pretty good but I just I can't for the life of me think what his name is it was Malcolm so, Brown and Darrell Henderson Henderson I think it was Henderson he looked alright hmm. but I mean they haven't done a huge amount in free agency either have they the Rams I mean they've they re-signed don't. Whitworth and you know right. signed uh, signed Leonard Floyd and you know yeah, that's about that's, it really there's not a huge amount going on that Whitworth signing is weird Quite frankly, I mean, he's what thirty-eight, something like that. And they signed a three-year deal. Now, I'm not being funny. I don't want a thirty-eight-year-old offensive left tackle on a three-year deal when thirteen million of it is guaranteed. Yeah, insane, absolutely insane. (laughs) The Rams for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last quick bit of NFC news then before we go on to the AFC teams. And the Lions yeah. picked up John Harmon from the uh, from the uh, Patriots and a seventh round pick, uh, and they got a fifth. The Patriots got a fifth round pick back for it. So John Harmon's been there for a long time with the Patriots, and to only get a fifth round pick for him, I guess, is a little bit of a clearing of the decks. Um, how much of that was a favour, do you reckon? Well, maybe, maybe. Patricia well, they picked up Collins as well, didn't they? So, yeah, mm. might be kind of a bit of a bit of a nod there. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Let's go on to bigger names then. Uh, let's go to the AFC with the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and they picked up Philip Rivers on a one-year like deal worth twenty-five million. Um, what do we reckon, guys? I mean, this seems like a stopgap to me. He looked pretty washed up last year. Yeah, oh no, he is a stopgap. Don't get me wrong; he's definitely a stopgap, but he's not the worst stopgap in the world. No. You know, it, it, the thing with the river, the thing with Rivers at the Chargers is that a lot of his routes and the receiver routes are timing routes. So they, it, it, uh, you know, it only takes for one of the receivers to be a millisecond late, and he's thrown an interception. So, so quite actually, more than most quarterbacks, Rivers actually looks is made to look worse by his wide receivers at the time so i i don't think it's a terrible deal um i think the colts is nice and safe for him they've got a good o-line they've got a good receiving core 
You know, I think I think if for, for Philip Rivers, I think it's probably the best landing spot he could have had. It's one of the safest, yeah, in terms of not getting hit. But and, you know, for both sides, it's one year, twenty-five million. See what happens. Fair dues. Slightly worse move I think they made was um, giving up the thirteenth pick in the draft for DeForest Buckner from the Forty Nineers. Now, don't get me wrong, DeForest Buckner is a quality player, but to give up the thirteenth pick overall, uh, it seems a bit rich for me. I mean, he was the eighth pick four years ago, so it's a when you when you look at the whole DeAndre Hopkins and what he went for. Then yes, you know it's well, definitely. Can't look that lens, punk. I mean, you know, everyone. Looks well, of course you can. It's 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 a first round top ten talent, but you know, for this you're actually having to give up your first round pick. Mm. So, you know, when you look at the, I agree with you. I think Buckner's a great player, but I I think if it's the first rounder and it's a mid twenties, then you go in. Okay, I mean Buckner plays eighty five percent of all snaps at 100 miles an hour. And yeah. it's not as though he played... It's the same with um, Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins as well. A couple of years ago, Malcolm Jenkins. But he played almost every snap and he'd always, always, always impact the play. No matter what happens, he'd always impact the play. So if it's a mid-20s, you're looking at going, okay, it's about right, it's a par. The only reason we think they've overreached slightly is because it's a 13, 14 pick or something like that. That's the only reason. So on that basis... I'm, I'm what, would, what would you want? Let's 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 take DeForest Buckner out of the equation for a second. What do the Colts want to pick up at number thirteen? They probably want to pick up a defensive tackle. I agree. So instead of picking up a rookie defensive tackle, what they've done is they've said, "Well, we you know we might as well pick up one of the premier defensive tackles in the game at the minute, and not worry about not worry about having a rookie come in and stink the place out." And the Chargers, Chargers. Colts. The Colts are notoriously conservative when it comes to drafting anyway. So exactly. they're not going to move. They would have picked someone up. I, I agree. I think it's fine. The only reason I mean, we think it's a bit rich is because they're picking 13. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm saying. If DeForest Buckner was a rookie, came out and did what DeForest Buckner's done the last few years, you'd be, you'd be praising it and going, what a great pick. He's only, what, 20, 26, 27? Yeah, exactly. They've it's, got their lot of five years out. I think it's a perfectly good sign. I think there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. No. He's already got. He's not going right. to be banging the drum for a new contract. They know exactly what they're getting. They, they, they improves their lines. Their lines, their offensive line is superb. Um, Catanzaro re-signed the contract. I think that's big for them. Um, I, I think it only makes them stronger. So absolutely, yeah. I think the only thing that that possibly just going back to Phil Rivers for a second that the Colts might want to look at try and pick up is a tight end. I think they they could do with a bit of an improvement at tight end and just just give give Rivers loves a tight end so just give him someone nice and no, big that can anymore for them. and move the chains. Well, no, Eric Ebron's obviously not being there. The only I think the thing is for years. Uh, Rivers has always had uh, a running back who will catch the ball. So we saw Eckler last year. Gordon's pretty good at catching the ball. I, I'm not massively keen on Marlon Mack as a receiving back. He tends to stab at the ball with his hands too much. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they go and pick, pick out, um, as you say, a, a tight end, but also a receiving back of some sort. So Yeah, that um, would make sense. 
I think it was a guy who the Broncos had last year on IR, and I can't remember who it was. He was at the Lions um, the season before, and I can't remember who it was. Abdullah? Yeah, receiving backs are available. Sorry? Was it Abdullah? Uh, no. No, it wasn't. But yeah, so there are receiving backs available. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if we see that kind of deal happening for agency as well. Let's move on then to a team that always does a lot of stuff in the off-season, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Case Keenum to a three-year, $18 million deal. <laughs> Includes $10 million guaranteed money. Um, I guess that means that Baker's on a leash. After no. he come down last year. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what do you reckon, Punk? Good move? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a Cleveland move, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 one of those. Let's throw some money and and see see if it sticks. Um, yeah, it's not terrible, is it? As as yeah. as a backup, he's fine. Um, the one the one I think that kind of makes me think. Hang on a minute, they might might have got that one right. Is Conklin? Yeah, I'm not three sure. year forty two million dollar deal from the uh, Titans. I, I think. Mean, sure. It's the thirty million guaranteed that I find an issue with, um, and they need multiple play- multiple players on that offensive line because it was terrible. Mm. Well, the problem with Conklin was his, his uh, injury history the last year and a bit. I think no, that's the thing, isn't it? If 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 he stays fit and plays all what we on seventeen games, then yeah. you no, know, 15. sixteen still sixteen next season. Is it? I don't yeah. know. As long as he plays multiple games in the teens, then you know he he he, he earns his money. If if yeah. he only plays seven games a season, then you know it's it's pretty much a, a waste of time for everybody. Yeah, and I think that when you look at Conklin, he's very very good at blocking for a running back. I mean, we obviously saw that last season. Um, played all sixteen games last season. Um, but how many times did we see him have a reduced number of snaps? Um, he's only young. I mean, he's what, 24, 25, 26? He's mid-20s. So he has the ability to be there for years and years and years and be the next... I mean, he he has the ability to be the next um, Joe... Thomas. Thomas. I was thinking Joe Brown. It's not Joe Brown. He has the ability to next be the next Joe Thomas. But... <laughs> It's that ability to play every snap that's going to be an issue. And I'm not entirely sure. Because we saw it when he was at Michigan State. The amount of times, again, he didn't, didn't complete games. Um, but, yeah, best of luck because they need help on that line. I was just going to say the, the Keenum thing was, was relatively um, obvious because, obviously, Stefanski was the OC in Minnesota a couple yeah. of years ago when Keenum was throwing it into the championship game. So that, that does he make wasn't a lot of sense. It was. Um, it wasn't. It was. Um, it was Pat Shermer. Well, Stefanski was there. Just wasn't the OC, right? He was there, but he wasn't the offensive coordinator. All right, he was still. He was still part of the offensive crew, wasn't he? Yeah. Thank you. I mean, how? So, how are we rating Stefanski's uh, free agent movements so far? Because it, they've overpaid for a few players. And obviously that Austin Hooper trade, 23 million guaranteed, is now the highest paid tight end. I mean, is he in the top five tight ends? 
Nope. No. Of course it's an overpay. You know, they look at the stats. That's someone who looks at the numbers rather than looks at the actual games and what Austin Hoover actually produces. Yeah. I mean, the the issue was last year he was in an offense where he was the main beneficiary of um of not being covered. He was on single coverage constantly. Uh it looks as though the Browns are going to be keeping Hooper and they're going to be keeping um thingy luck on the other side. So it it makes sense now that they're going to have two tight Sorry? I, and Joker you're talking about. That's the other yeah. time. So they're going to have Joker one side, Hooper the other side, Landry one side, OBJ the other side. There are now no excuses. And they've got a better offensive line. There are no excuses. They're also going to stick Chubb and Hunt in the backfield with um, Janovich and just pound the ball down people's throats. Because that's the one thing they could do last year was run the ball. So yeah. you stick a fullback in there as well with one of those other two and bang. That's, you know, they, I think what they tried to do last year was air it out too much. Re- suddenly realised that um, Mayfield couldn't do it on a consistent basis. So you, you revert back to the running game. So I think this year what they're going to do is they're going to start off with the running game and then actually maybe move out to the the, the throwing game I, when, when he's kind of proven himself again. I agree that that's what they should do. I don't think that they can. When you've got OBJ in your um, in your outfield, I don't think you can do that. He won't let you. Yeah, you have to almost become... I mean, that makes me feel sick. What? Melvin Gordon in a Broncos yeah. uniform. Yeah. Is that actually legit? That's actually legit. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's not, is it? It's yeah. Melvin Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you've signed him. Two years Melvin Gordon's deal. just literally this second signed with the Broncos. How much? 16 mil uh, for two years. Doesn't, how much? Two, 16. two years, 16 mil. That's not well, bad. Can move there. No, it's not. It's just uh, the the issue is I really like Royce Freeman, and now this means Freeman's going to be on the market. Does it, or yeah. does it mean that he's just going to sit behind Gordon until Gordon messes up again and fumbles and does um, work? No, it means that he's going to go because Philip Lindsay's going to be sitting behind Gordon, and Philip Lindsay is earning one pound ninety this year. He's literally, he's <laughs> 580 grand he's earning the league minimum for running backs um when the new uh, cba was announced uh, the broncos uh, representative was brandon mcmanus and in an interview brandon mcmanus said that uh, the only player who, uh, out of the broncos who was really happy was philip Lindsay because now the minimum payment's going up it means he gets a pay rise he gets a pay rise <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't like that. I don't like players who hold out, and he's obviously a player that's held out. So um, it does make it interesting when we play the Chargers, though, because Harris has gone that way, and we've got Gordon. Mm. So yeah, yeah, bittersweet. I'm not sure about that. Let's not move sure. on to another team then. Let's talk about uh, the Miami Dolphins. They've got a lot invested in the draft this year, but as it stopped them from uh, spending some of the massive amount of cap space they've got. Um, Carl Van Noy, first of all, next Flores player. Uh, for the Patriots. He's gone on a four-year, $51 million deal. Um, only 28 years old, so he's one of the better players for the Patriots. They've also yeah, been... Yeah, well, a little bit. Well, possibly, but, you know, you want to make, make some moves. And Byron Jones is an even bigger move from the Cowboys at cornerback. Yeah. Um, that is a massive deal. It's about 18 million, I think, they've gone on that one. Yeah. 
82 million that includes 54 and a half guarantees. That's it. That's huge. That's, that's five years, 54 and a half guaranteed. So, you know, it's it's not too bad over the life of the contract, but if it's front-loaded, yeah, mm. definitely. And they've also picked up Jordan Howard, running back uh, from the Eagles. So <laughs> we know they traded away all of their, their uh, running backs last year in Kenyon and Drake. So good to get someone back. Yeah, I mean, they needed help. When, when we did our um, highs and lows, uh, surprisingly good podcast, we mentioned the fact that their best um, rusher last season was the quarterback. You know, the 200 and something yards. It's it, They need help on the run. And that, that's not just the running back. They need help on the line as well. So again, yeah. they will, in the first round, they will be drafting an offensive lineman. There's no, sh- no shadow of a doubt about that. Um, I've got three more moves to talk about. Uh, first of all, Texans then. Um, they've picked up Randall Cobb from the uh, from the Cowboys. Uh, three-year, $27 million deal. guess, you know, it's not replacing DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, it's something. I mean, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Titans have picked up former Atlanta Falcons defensive end Vic, uh, Vic Beasley. Uh, so one-year, $9.5 million contract. Uh, Vic was good, but fell off a bit the last couple of years. So, no, that's not really replacing Gerald Casey either. No. Nice. What a signing! <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what the game plan is for the Texans. None. Of, none of what they've done so far seems to make much sense. Uh, I mean, the only, the only thing that I can say is that they've really mortgaged uh, a lot on having. Uh, the best quarterback that they can get and protecting him with a left tackle. And they have to pay. Uh, they're going to have to pay uh, Deshaun Watson money next year. They're going to have to because this year he's only going to be earning about $5 million. Unless he forces so, the trade. I don't, I don't see that. Well, all he, all he has to do by the sound of it is act like a dick and he'll, he'll get chucked out of the building. So why not? <laughs> um, Dick I don't this year. Sean Watson for Derek Carr. There we go. They still got the same issues that they've got. They they had last season. Their only deep threat now is Will Fuller, and of course he plays fewer. He plays fewer NFL games than me. Is is? I mean, he's always injured. They have to pick up a wide receiver, but of course because due to the unique way that they manage, uh, they did. They picked up Randall Cobb. Yeah. No, no, they need a deep, they need a deep they need a real deep draft. But due to the unique way that they handle their affairs, they've got no first round draft again, um, no first round draft pick next year. But they've got two second and a third, so they they're gonna have to be smart in the way that they pick people up. Um, and the other thing that they did is handing Bradley Roby a new contract. I mean. You know, I, I have a fondness to Bradley Roby, but not to the amount that they're going to be paying him. It's mm. ridiculous how much they're paying him. So, last yeah. thing I wanted to mention, guys, was that um, I've saved on the big ones for last, and that is that the Ravens had to give up a fifth round pick to acquire five time Pro Bowler um, Claire's Campbell. Although he's 33 years old, he did have 56 tackles, six and a half sacks, and uh, what was it? Two forced fumbles last year. So, Despite being on a trash Jags team, he was still at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it's a decent pickup as a short-term thing, isn't it? It's you know Campbell's been one of the 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 premier 
DMs for the last six, seven years. Yeah. So, you know, it's probably, I mean, I don't know the money involved, but it's probably uh, a bit of a win-win in that he's getting a bit of a payday and possibly yep. a chance at uh, a playoff run with a team that actually, as long as they haven't been found out, should be doing there or thereabouts. Which I, don't, I don't think they have. I mean, the, the, the thing with the Ravens is they are dynamic in what they do on offense, but their top five players, who are the top highest, play, play, highest paid five players, are all defensive. So yeah. they're, they're building up this ability to be playmakers on defense. And as long as they don't mess up, then they'll be fine. I think the AFC is now, uh, there's now two elite teams in the AFC. Um, and we obviously know who both of those two are. Um, yeah, obviously it's, you know, the Raiders and, uh, and, I mean, and, and the Raiderettes. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, I'm still the Raiderettes. Campbell was always going to be going. Uh, Campbell was always going to be going from the Jags because they needed to build up that cap space. Um, he's a Denver lad. We, we went in for him last year. By all accounts, we went in this year as well. Um, but we offered 11 and a half. Uh, they offered 15, so we went there. Mm. Um, obviously, there's more chance of him winning a Super Bowl in Baltimore than there is in Denver as well. So, um, Badly so, yeah. yeah. It, is, it is a good It's a good move for everyone all round. Um, but it makes the Jags significantly weaker. And yeah. they haven't replaced them. No, and also they've got Yannick and Gokwe, who they've tagged, but they're expecting to uh, get traded. They're hoping for a first, I think, which is uh, well, maybe the, an ask. I heard that, I heard that um, the Packers offered a second, and that was rejected. So I think there's there's a second on the table for him. Um, but I, I, it always feels like a bit of a shit thing to, do, to tag someone and then trade them. It always just feels like a bit of a shyster to move, um, which I don't like. But I can see why they're doing it. That's the Jags for you, baby. Yeah, maybe. Well, they'll be anyway. our team soon. <laughs> and also, uh, Marshall Yonder retired this week as well. So um, there's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I don't have to worry about That's him nice. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, guys, I think we've pretty much caught up on all the big news that have happened in free agency. Um, have I missed anything? You guys wanted to mention any other trades that we haven't talked about or... Retirements, releases—I don't know. Um, I mean, we briefly met the only the, the big ones are the Stefan Diggs trade. I mean, we mentioned that in passing. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been so many. The, the weird one was the Patriots tagging um, Joe Tunney. I, it's a bit weird. I, I mean, I don't think he's that good. It's just been there um, forever, hasn't it? It's just one of those things where everyone else is leaving, like annoy and. Is it a is it one of those things where he wants to go because I mean they could have rather than giving Devin McCourtney a new contract they could have tagged him instead and saved himself about ten million quid. It just seems a bit of a weird one to tag him when he came out. It wasn't it wasn't the uh, the news I was expecting. Um, but yeah, it, I think we've covered most things. It's still I think you've missed the biggest one of all though that is Colt McCoy going to the Giants. I mean, that, if ever there's a signing that's 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 going to set the league alight, it's yeah. Colt McCoy moving from Washington to New York. Well, talking to the Giants, um, James Bradbury went there on a big contract, um, and Blake Martinez has gone there as well. So, and I've obviously tagged um, Leonard Williams. So, but there's a team with more holes than the colour. It'll be interesting. To oh see, yeah, uh, 
yeah, see what Daniel Jones and uh, who's the offensive coordinator now? It's the uh, it's um, Cowboys gaffer from last year. So Jason Garrett. Yeah, Jason Garrett. It'll be interesting to see what that mix can do. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's, it's showtime, baby. <laughs> You're Hollywood. Those press conferences afterwards are going to be filled with Jason Joy. I mean, wow. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, it's interesting times in New York for both teams. I think uh, both teams have been in transition for a few years, and it's about time they step forward. Well, Jets have got a chance. I mean, Jets there. especially, Jets especially should be should be looking to take a big step forward this year. Well, they've signed two offensive linemen. One of them was ours. When when you sign in an offensive line player from the Broncos, they've signed Connor McGovern. So we offered Connor McGovern about eight and a half million. Um, the Jets came in and offered him twenty-seven million. Um, I can see why they why he picked to go to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice, nicer city as well, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um, but yeah, no, that, that Melvin it's... Gordon news is pretty good there, Dave. You've now made him the fourth most um, highest-paid running back in the league. So excellent. Catch- so he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you know what? I really, really hope he's out in the backfield. There's one minute to go in a game and there's a ball just looped up in the air and it's him versus Chris Harris. I don't care who wins it. I just want to see <laughs> that moment with the two players going. And then all of a sudden he just traps it against his head. That's what I want to see. I'm just thinking incomplete pass the whole way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it's called for an illegal forward pass. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for coming to Punk. Punk, thank you so much, man. Finally, man. You're welcome, man. In front of a camera. I know. Unfortunately, I have bills to pay and, and no one wanted to fulfill my contract with Jim and the King. So, you know, I had to go to work a lot of this season. <laughs> if anyone can Venmo him some money or something, then uh, please do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pay, pay, pay pal the details at the bottom of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a GoFundMe. Go fund me, but yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, maybe by uh, you know, spending how the self isolation goes. Um, obviously, it's gonna be another couple of weeks till we do, do another one, but uh, we were that close to getting the king on the pod as well. We're that close, so maybe next time, that close, that close, really? no cigar. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how we go, but we've got another few before the, the draft happens. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I think this one worked. Hopefully, the sound quality is okay. I'm sure we're about to find out when I start editing this thing. So, um, yeah. Until next time, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave. That's been Punk Radio. And thank you so much for listening. Hold up. 